What's up, Chicago? I'm Aaron Allen. What you doing? And this is The Rundown. Waiting on somebody or what? Huh? You waiting on somebody? I work at the restaurant. I just finished my shift and I'm just trying to be on the phone right now. Literally. All right, let me get your ID real quick. Did I do something wrong? Yeah, you parked in a tow zone. I'm not parked. My car is on. Driving while black. It's a concept you're probably familiar with. It's that feeling you get as a black person when you get into your car that you might just get pulled over and harassed or victimized by the cops just for being black. Well, a study by WBEZ and the Investigative Project on Race and Equity has put some data behind that suspicion. They analyzed 42.5 million state traffic stop records and found that the amount of black drivers involved in traffic stops has recently reached its highest levels on record. Last year, black drivers in Illinois accounted for over 30 percent of all traffic stops even though the adult population of black folks in the state is only 13.6%. Yeah, the percentage of traffic stops involving black motorists is more than double the percentage of black adults living in Illinois. Michael Liptrot is on the data team here at WBEZ, and Angela Caputo is the project director at the Investigative Project on Race and Equity. They both worked on this report, and they're here to tell us about what they found and the effect it has on Black drivers. Michael, Angela, welcome to The Rundown. Hey, Aaron. So great to be with you. Thank you for having us. Angela, one of the key findings here was that Black drivers are getting stopped more than ever. But you also learned what kind of stops were more common for Black drivers. Can you explain? Can you explain that a little bit? What we found was that Black and white drivers are increasingly being stopped for different reasons. White drivers for moving violations like speeding and Black drivers for non-moving violations like tinted windows, uh, something dangling from the rearview mirror for being parked in a loading zone. And within these stops, we noticed not only were Black drivers being stopped increasingly for these non-moving violations, but they're being let go on a warning in record numbers. Hmm. So there's been a five-fold increase over those two decades um, in the number of drivers who are stopped on a non-moving violation and just let off with a warning. So just to clarify, Black drivers are often stopped for non-moving violations And then they are let off with a warning versus white drivers are mostly stopped for moving violations and they actually get a ticket. Yeah. Not just a warning. Yeah. So, I mean, just to like kind of spell it out a little more, I mean, what civil rights lawyers say, they say that the what the pattern says to them is that black drivers are being stopped more frequently for violations that might not rise to the standard for a white driver being pulled over. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the intent of those stops, they question if those are really the the stops are a fishing expedition for police to look at more serious crimes, because not only are they stopped for these violations that are so low level, white drivers aren't stopped for them, you know, nearly at the same rate. But then Mm -hmm. they're getting released with a warning, which raises questions about why were they stopped in the first place? So, Michael, you actually witnessed people being approached by the cops. 
One of the people that you witnessed was a man sitting in his car after working a shift. Can you talk about what happened during that encounter? Yes. So that stop is James Etienne, and he is the focus of a lot of this investigation. What you doing? Waiting on somebody or what? He's had multiple encounters with the police over four or so in the past two years and nearly two dozen since 2007. And then in April of 2021, he was sitting in his car on Lower Michigan and Lower Wacker after working a shift. And he's approached by police and they ask him the standard license registration. And then his main question is why? Here's, here's the sign from the restaurant that I work at here on State. Okay, so you always park where it says no stopping, no standing? I came out here. From okay, Harrison. so you don't park here, right? No, no, I pulled okay, up because I didn't then, want to be on the phone and drive That's cool, and time. I respect you for that, but you didn't choose the right place to pull over and park. That's all. You got to concealed carry anything? No, I don't have any weapons at all. He is told that he's in a tow zone, and then from the body cam footage that we've obtained, you can see as one officer is on his driver's side speaking with him at his driver's side door, another officer is at his passenger side with a flashlight out looking through the car. And in the process of the stop, he asked or comments on, you're searching my car. And like, no offense, like, and, and you guys are searching the vehicle. And I'm, Who's I'm searching? This officer. We're allowed to look wherever we want, dude. We just can't go inside the vehicle at this time. And the officer's response is, well, we're not searching it because we haven't physically gone into your car, though we are looking into your car with a flashlight. And that brings forward the greater point of pretextual stops, which is what the ACLU is currently suing the Chicago Police Department about now, is you have these stops over minor non-moving violations and police are taking advantage of that to look through someone's car, to look and see if they're carrying guns, drugs, or any form of contraband. And overwhelmingly, when you see these stops, black drivers are being let off with a warning. Hey, we're good. We see that the officers go back, run his license and registration, and everything is clear. And you can hear the officers have a conversation amongst themselves. These are two officers. And he says he's good to go. And another one says, well, remember the last time you said someone was in the clear? Remember the last time I told you we're good? Yeah. And afterwards, they go back to James, and they tell him that he's good to go, but moreover, that there have been a string of shootings that have happened in that area. Listen, man, there's been three shootings in a week in this area, okay? So that's why we're out here. So don't, it ain't personal, okay? And you can just see his surprise when you look at the video. Here's your license. Are you serious? Have a good night, okay? No, like, but I'm here, oh, like, four, four or five days a week. There's been a shooting right over here. All in South Have a good night, man. In this stop, too, if I could just, like, add a little bit more detail to what you said, Michael, but here's a guy, he just gets off of work, He's in River North. He's in a black Mercedes that's parked in, it's not a loading zone, but it's not a lane. You know, it's to the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting in his car on his phone. And police come up to him, right, and stop him. 
And they get his license, they run his name, they come back to the car and they say, sorry, man, there's been three shootings in the area. And so in what world would a white man in his mid-30s in a Mercedes in River North in River North. He stopped by police <laughs> and uh, and someone said, hey, sorry, man, don't take it personally. There's been a lot of shootings in the area. That doesn't happen. That's the difference, you know, in, in this scenario and why it's so significant, because, you know, we have the Department of Transportation, the State Department of Transportation. We have the Chicago Police Department. They're not they don't think there's the evidence there that this like racial profiling is happening. But in our reporting, we found a lot of evidence of Black drivers being treated differently and Black drivers being treated with suspicion like they were involved in crimes when they're just regular people. We actually have a recording of James from after he was stopped um, in that particular situation. Here is what he told you, Michael. Being a minority living in Chicago, I've learned it's better to stay ready than get ready. And by that, I mean better to be prepared when someone asks me a question and be able to show them something tangible than rather to have them question me and my integrity and my validity. Michael, what did he tell you he was referring to when he said he's prepared with something tangible? So by something tangible, he's referring to a folder he keeps on him called his stay ready folder. It has things such as his registration, bill of sale and documents you would think of to show police during a traffic stop. And beyond having something tangible, also just being prepared for when someone asks you a question to have a response rather than have your integrity and your validity questioned. That's something that James and a lot of people of color feel when it comes to traffic stops. And it's Mm -hmm. sad because you see beyond James's story, so many other stories of a routine traffic stop escalating to something more. And just that fear and the unnecessary angst and anxiety that that can put onto someone to where you are used to going to work. You're used to going to the store to pick up a child. But now you're having to constantly ask yourself, will I be scrutinized today? Will my integrity and will my validity be questioned simply for driving while black? In the situation when someone is getting stopped, and it is not that extreme, right? The person gets stopped. They're asked for their license or registration. All of their papers are straight. They get their paperwork back. They're let go with a warning. I want to get an understanding of why that type of situation is distressing as well. Even if it's nothing, you get let off with a warning. It's the question of why me? Why am I singled out? If you come to work and you're doing everything you're supposed to do, and then every so often you just get pulled into HR, for nothing Mm. and question about what you're doing. It will lead you to have a level of angst and anxiety about 
just going about your day. And so for drivers who are let off with maybe not signaling, changing lanes too fast, tent on their car, and are let out with nothing, it's a question of, okay, what was the point of this? Was it to truly reprimand or enforce the law? Or is that to show who is in control? Mm. Your investigation included some information from conversations with folks in the police department um, about these findings. Can you speak to that? Yes. Our colleague, Matt Kiefer, interviewed LaGrange Police Department. And for context, LaGrange had been noncompliant in previous years, either not submitting data or submitting significantly less data than the actual stops. And we asked about what is the reason behind this discrepancy. As soon as we were made aware of it, obviously we took steps to remedy it, but we were unaware up until that point. And we got reasons such as staff turnover, software issues. And in the end, the officer essentially says, well, in data, there's correlation without causation. I think, you know, there's, as you know, as you work with statistics, there's correlation without causation. Um, There could also be several other factors that play into uh, some of the numbers that you're seeing. And the amount of black drivers being stopped in LaGrange are potentially correlation without causation when you look at the data. We requested comments from every police department and we got statements. Um, We really didn't get uh, law enforcement wanting to engage with us on this topic. You know, that's from, you know, smaller police departments, Chicago police, uh, the attorney general's office, which I guess is like high up in, in, the law enforcement ecosystem, um, really just no one wanted to touch this topic. Mm. Is that the main conclusion you basically drew that people just don't, they don't want to engage? I mean, we had, we received statements, um, you know, it's like in our reports, you can see uh, the responses that we got, but they were really similar to what Michael said with the, um, you know, correlation without causation, you know, that, you know, we're just not seeing this as profiling, you know, that the evidence is just not there, that this is profiling. In many ways, a series of platitudes is what we receive when it comes to the response from police departments, as well as other government officers and government agencies. We reached out to Governor Pritzker's office. We reached out to Attorney General Kwame Raoul's office, and we got some response from Pritzker's office and Kwame Raoul's office uh, cared not to comment or they'd rather not comment. Then uh, we did get a response from Brandon Johnson, uh, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. And what did he say? So Mayor Brandon Johnson issued a statement to WBEZ and the Investigative Project on Race and Equity. And he starts by speaking on Chicago, having a long history of disparities in black and brown communities, especially on the south and west sides. And he speaks directly on his community of Austin, seeing some of the highest rates in profiling in the state. Then he goes on to say his administration is going to work with Chicago Police Department to study these disparities and the effects it has on residents. And he specifically says he's looking to make traffic stop strategy more transparent, implement fair policing models and compliance with the consent decree, and to hold CPD accountable for unsafe practices. 
this was issued on September 21st. Then on Wednesday, September 27th, Larry Snelling was confirmed as CPD police superintendent. How will these statements of truly implementing fair policing models and holding CPD accountable be enacted on this new administration as well as a new police superintendent? All eyes are watching to see how true this will be. Yeah. Michael Liptrot is on the data team here at WBEZ. He's a staff writer for the Hyde Park Herald and a member of the Racial Justice Writers Room at the Chicago Reader. Michael, thank you. Thank you. Angela Caputo is the project director of the Investigative Project on Race and Equity. Angela, thank you for being here. Thank you. You can find more details from this investigation at WBEZ.org. And we want to hear about your traffic stop experience in Illinois. It'll inform WBEZ's coverage going forward. Visit WBEZ.org slash traffic survey. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Dave Miska was the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. 